As we've been hearing, the Treasurer Jim Chalmers is under growing pressure to provide relief to struggling areas of society when he delivers the budget next Tuesday. One contentious part of all of this, the job seeker payment, and whether that can be raised to a livable level to deal with the rising cost of living. The Treasury forecaster Deloitte Access Economics is the latest number cruncher to say Jim Chalmers just needs to do it. Let's get more on this now. Peter Ryan, the ABC senior business correspondent, joins me in the studio. Morning to you, Peter. So given the budget pressures, how confident is Deloitte Access Economics that the Treasurer actually has the capacity to raise JobSeeker? Well, uh, good morning, Tom. This optimism is being bolstered by the budget being awash with cash from booming commodity prices, more people working because of the uh, low unemployment rate, and that means Treasury coffers being uh, boosted by about $80 billion over the next four years. Even good news that the budget probably went briefly into surplus over the year to March. Still, De- Deloitte is tipping a smaller deficit, that we'll see on Tuesday night, of billion for the current year uh, before widening out to around $35 billion next year. So still deficits, but probably lower ones. And while Jim Chalmers can't afford that traditional uh, fistful of dollars uh, approach that we've seen in previous budgets, because that would fuel inflation, and also additional money can't be seen as a blank cheque for spending, given uh, long-term funding pressures for things like the National Disability Insurance Scheme and also Defence. But Deloitte Access Economics partner Stephen Smith told me Dr Chalmers does need to increase job seeker, but he concedes the budget is a balancing act given the urgency for budget restraint. We think JobSeeker does need to be increased. That was clearly the recommendation coming out of the Economic Inclusion Committee report. You know, certainly $49.50 a day would be um, very difficult to for anyone to, to live on. But we think it would be sensible for JobSeeker to increase over a period of time and certainly the indexation to be corrected as well. Can it be increased for all Australians, including younger Australians, not just over 55s, which has been reported but not confirmed? We think it can, perhaps not immediately perhaps not all at once, but there's really two issues. One is the current level of job seeker. The other is the indexation over time. There's not a lot of point in correcting it temporarily, only for it to continue to fall behind other payments which escalate at a, a slightly faster rate. We think it's something that's important for the country. But when you're crafting a budget, when households are hurting and inflation is high and we've just had an interest rate rise and maybe another one to come, uh, what are the risks of going beyond targeted uh, relief to households and going for the old fistful of dollars approach? Yeah, the issue there is really that more spending in the economy right now will encourage the Reserve Bank to put up interest rates even further. So that would be a case of one step forward, two steps back for households. You know, the cost of living relief in the budget would be very much temporary and, and interest rates would, would take that away again. So the government does need to be careful, but we think there's sensible ways to go about it where you know, relief can be provided. On the upside, the budget's going to be awash with cash from higher commodity prices. Is that an invitation for big spending beyond that targeted relief for households that Jim Chalmers has been talking about? Look, we don't think so. Um, we think that the longer term picture for the budget will be worse than what was expected in October. Absolutely, the short term will be better and much lower 
budget deficits over the next four years than what was previously expected. But the longer term is where the trouble is for the budget, some some very significant structural issues. And so any big spending now would, would put that further at risk. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of concern about future funding or current funding or the cost of the NDIS. Should that be at the top of the list of programs that need to be trimmed or or is there another way? The government is obviously looking at it very closely. We saw Bill Shorten's speech uh, the other week and, you know, an 8% cap uh, coming in on that program. That's still very fast growth. It's still a very large program. But, you know, quite rightly, I think Australians would expect the NDIS, a policy like the NDIS, to be in place and to be run effectively and efficiently. Deloitte Access Economics partner Stephen Smith speaking there with the ABC's Peter Ryan who's with me in the studio. Now Peter, speaking of pressures, the US Federal Reserve in a news overnight, it's raised interest rates again as expected but are there any signs that these aggressive rate hikes are about to end? Well, Tom, I'll turn your mic on, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Go that'll, for it. that'll help, Tom. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was interesting watching this um, earlier this morning when I got up. Wall Street stocks initially bounced when the Fed signaled it might be close to ending uh, these interest rate rises we've seen over the last year um, when they delivered an expected uh, rise of a quarter of a percentage point. The Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, said the, the Fed board also wanted a bit more time to assess uh, fallout from those recent bank failures in the United States and also any resolution to the standoff in the US Congress over raising uh, the US debt ceiling, which is pretty much an annual debate. That uh, cautious elation was short-lived when Mr Powell uh, warned there could be more rates action or rate rises to uh, lower inflation, and that saw all three major indices on Wall Street end in the red, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closing down around a tenth of 1%. Just briefly, while we've got you there locally on rates, we'll be getting a profit update this morning from the National Australia. Australia Bank, Peter. What can we expect there? Well, Tom, we're just waiting to see this, but the NAB is the uh, first of the big banks uh, to report. Uh, We're expecting a combined uh, profit over the half year of $11 billion. That's from the NAB, ANZ and Westpac. Uh, Also, the NAB is the first of the big four banks to pass on Tuesday's rate rise to borrowers. We haven't heard from the other ones just yet. I'll be speaking with the NAB Chief Executive Ross McEwen later on this morning. It'll be interesting to get his thoughts on Tuesday's surprise rate rise given that the NAB, like most other market economists, were expecting the RBA to continue its rates pause. So a little bit of uncertainty about how much to believe in terms of the signals and commentary from the Reserve Bank at the moment. So we'll be asking Mr McEwen about that. Okay, Peter, thank you very much for joining us. Peter Ryan there, the ABC Senior Business Correspondent.